the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Warning, warning, warning. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. (laughs) Hello, my friends. Kaz here. Come together, San Diego. I'm laughing a little bit because the, the, the co-host that I have in the studio, she, she has an infectious laugh. So you're going to be hearing this throughout. Oh, there it goes right there. Uh, you're going to be hearing this from her. But what a remarkable topic we're going to be dealing with today. It is how the Gentile believer in Christ can communicate God's love for uh, Jews, the Jews. And, you know, there's a different level of people of uh, Jewish faith. Some are just secular uh People and you know the 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 way you would communicate with them would be different from the people that are a little bit more studied or orthodox or ultra orthodox and things like that. So we're going to go through that entire gamut today. And uh, I just I, I love the fact that Anita Burton is with me. Hey, Anita. Hi, everybody. I'm super super excited for this. Yeah, this is a dream come true. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a topic that really needs to be. Uh, Ex- ex- excavated, and our first guest is going to be with us for a couple segments, and then we're going to we're going to be infiltrating other people as well. But uh, I'm going to bring uh, Rabbi Joel Lieberman from Tree of Life Messianic Jewish Congregation on right now, and then I'm going to blow the shofar. Rabbi, how are you doing? Kaz and Anita, uh, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing this evening? We're, we're doing fine. And thank you. You know, when I when I invited you to join us on the uh, broadcast. One of the comments that you made w- was that this is a, a topic that is so little communicated about, but so vital and necessary. Yes. And just give a very brief thought on that, because I'm going to use that to springboard into a shofar, and then we're going to get into the show, if that's okay with you, Rabbi. Well, listen, uh, the, the Bible says, How good and pleasant it is for brothers to dwell together in unity, both Jew and Gentile, one together in the olive tree, multinationally, coming together in San Diego, I'm excited about it. Yes, yes. And I know that you're a man, you are so anointed, and this is, I'm bragging on you a little bit, so if you're blushing, we can't see because it's radio. But uh, you're a guy who has the stuff so, you're so filled with God's Word uh, in, every, in every aspect that y- 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 you will spill it as you walk by. You have that aroma. So what we're going to do, while you're blushing, I'm going to blow the show for <laughs> my, my friends, here we go. Get ready. This is a jam-packed show on how to communicate with the Jews uh, of all different uh, uh, backgrounds, ethnicities, and things like that. It's going to be remarkable, and you might want to take notes on this because as you get a glimpse of or an ear of what uh, Rabbi Jewel says it's just setting the stage for our other guests as well. But I'm going to begin with a shofar blast because this is really kind of a Hebrew biblical thing, and I thought it was an appropriate way to start the show. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, the stage is set for Rabbi Joel. I'm going to, you know what, because I have the co-host here named Anita Burton, I'm going to have her ask you to start the conversation. Oh, I'm, I'm, this is such an honor. Thank you, Rabbi. Um, We had some questions, and I'm not sure which question you want me to ask. Oh, I don't know. Ask your heart. Holy Spirit's on on this, so, uh, you know his insights would be helpful to set the stage for other people. So lay it on him. So um, I had to learn not to use the name Jesus when speaking to the Jewish people because of them getting offended by it. Can you explain to us why they get offended by us using the name Jesus instead of his Hebrew name? Well, I'll I'll get to that, Anita. And believe me, uh, you know, we don't want to have inoffensive, you know, offensive terminology. That'll just close doors in terms of witnessing to our people. I think, you know, really what your what your audience is probably wanting to know now is why is there such an emphasis? Number one, on sharing the Messiah with Jewish people. I think we're I think your question is at third base, and we're we're still trying to hit a home run here. And I think there's one verse in scriptures. When I saw this, it blew me away, and it comes from uh, the Gospel of Matthew, good Jewish boy, by the way. He said this in (laughs) chapter 23. He said, For I tell you from now on, this is the Messiah speaking, you will not see me again until you say, Baruch HaBab Hashem Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Again, this was spoken by our Messiah to our Jewish people in Jerusalem, and he's explaining to them that a Jewish spiritual revival must precede his return. So if we want to partner with God in seeing the Messiah return, it is incumbent upon us, both Jews and non-Jews, to reach out to our Jewish people with the good news. So how do we effectively do that, Anita and Kaz? How do we do that? Well, there is a structure in scriptures, and when the Lord downloaded this to me years ago, I couldn't believe it. I had read it over and over and over. There is a structure on how that will aid us in witnessing to the Jewish people, and it's very clear. If you have a Bible, open up to Colossians chapter 4, and quickly in verse 3 it says this, Rabbi Shaul, or Paul, as we affectionately refer to him, Shaul, a good Jewish boy as well, said, include prayer for us as well that God may open a door for us to proclaim the message about the secret of the Messiah, for that is why I am in prison, and pray that I might speak, as I should, in a way that makes the message clear. Behave wisely toward outsiders, making full use of every opportunity. Let your conversation always be gracious and interesting so that you will know how to respond to any particular individual. So you asked about the term Jesus, Anita, Uh and I think in verse 4, Paul is saying, speak in a way that makes the message clear. There are some misunderstood terms. There are some offensive terms uh, that Jewish people, that the sensibilities, their their red flags go up. And uh, the Messiah's Hebrew name was Yeshua. Yud, uh, you know, uh, coming from the Hebrew root meaning salvation. And that's why he was called Yeshua, because he would save us from our sins. There are many other terminology, terms that, that our Jewish people just are offended. Christ, for example, my gosh, the word, even though it means Messiah from Mashiach in the Hebrew, that just brings to our minds as Jewish people that Christians have been killing us for 2,000 years, so we can avoid some of these pitfalls just in some semantics terminology, even more accurate terminology. For example, uh, Pentecost, we're coming up in two weeks to the, to the festival of Pentecost, or it's, it's a Jewish festival known as Shavuot. Our Jewish people relate to that. They don't relate to Pentecost. Yes. Things like that. 
Very good. Very good. And, and th- that's exactly right. One of the things that we're going to deal with, Rabbi, throughout this show is, uh, ch- you know, we as Gentile believers, we presume that everything is was written in the Bible for the Gentile believer. And the truth of the matter is, it was actually forged from a Hebrew mindset. We have people going to be talking about that, Pastor uh, uh, Earl Clampett is going to talk about that as well. But the, but the whole point of the matter is, in order to communicate with the people to whom the original scripture of uh, what we would call the Old Testament or the Tanakh was written, was written from a Hebrew perspective. And we Gentiles, we presume it was all uh, all for the Gentiles and not for the Jews or the Hebrews. And when we change our mindset, it changes our word set as well. Would you speak to that a little bit as well? We have about a minute and a half in this segment. By the way, Rabbi Jewel, stay with us for the next segment. We're going to bring one other person on as well, I think, but uh, we want you in harmony with this other person whom you know. So, uh, could you deal with that comment or question? Yes, you know, so much of, of the Brit Chadashah, the New Covenant Scriptures, are quotations from the Tanakh. And so if you if you take out the first half of your Bible and you're strictly just preaching and teaching, trying to understand God's plan for the world, just from the New Covenant, you miss Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, mm. prophets. You miss so much. You're looking like you're looking at a black and white photograph when God wants us to look uh, through His viewfinder into a full-blown color portrait. Yeah, color in 3D as well. <laughs> 4D. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, within this minute, uh, can you give an encouragement, and then we'll come back and we'll dig more deeply, Rabbi Joel. Sure. You know, again, I think as we're coming up to bat in terms of sharing with Jewish people, we ha- we have to understand what Paul meant when he talked about what opens a door. And really, prayer and faith open a door. God loves to open doors, doesn't he, Cass? <laughs> he does indeed. You know, you <laughs> might not feel as a non-Jewish believer qualified to share your faith with your Jewish friend or acquaintance, but you can pray that God will create a series of divine rendezvous so that they will be exposed to the good news. And while you're praying for open doors, ask him, ask God to open the door to your Jewish friend's heart as well. Pray for your Jewish friend's salvation. Yes, yes, yes. My listening friend, we're going to be back with uh, Rabbi Joel Lieberman, uh, Tree of Life Messianic Jewish Congregation. And he's a guy who, who, who likes to swim with the Gentiles and the Jews, with the Hebrews and, and the uh, other Christian peeps, and also in the world to draw other people uh, to have interest in their Savior. So we're going to talk more about that with uh, Rabbi Joel in the next segment, and we're going to open some things that may have been cans of worms for you to even being uh, fearful or concerned about dealing with the Jewish people, and you'll find many of them just... Uh, are, are as easy to talk to as the next-door neighbor, because guess what? They probably are your next-door neighbor. <laughs> so Rabbi Joel and uh, Anita Burton and I, and another call-in guest, we will be right back. Amen. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back with a remarkable topic on how to communicate uh, the gospel of Yeshua HaMashiach. Uh, see, I, I paid attention to the first segment from Rabbi Jewel. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that. And Rabbi Jewel, you are still with us, Yes. 
still with you. Okay. Uh, during the break, uh, Anita said, I want to uh, expand on this question a little bit more. I'm going to have her re-ask that question to you, but also I'm going to be engaging another person in this uh, segment and beyond. Her name is... Billy Alexander and Rabbi, I know you know the name because you guys have teamed together with many things that are Hebrew in uh, in relation and in, in, in complexion and texture. And so, uh, uh, Billy, are you with us? I am, Ken. Very good. Hang in there, Billy, uh, because uh, Anita wants to ask Rabbi Joel a question, and of course, you can answer it as well. But Anita, lay it on us. Okay, I'm just going to say it. How much have we westernized Jesus? Ooh, how much have we westernized Jesus? Anita, so well asked. Yeah, do we have three hours to discuss <laughs> Listen, I love my Christian brothers. I really do. But there is a revelation coming back into the earth. It's been there all along. Listen, there are so many misconceptions that non-Jewish believers have about Jewish people that hinder their sharing about the Messiah. And that has come through a Western mindset. Um, But there are three, really, Anita, in terms of sharing. I really want to get your audience kind of off their chairs and out, you know, out of the salt shaker, so to speak. (laughs) A lot of of non-Jews think, well, my Jewish friend knows Scripture better than I do, and so they they don't share. Is that true or false? That's false. Many Jewish people are ignorant of the Scriptures. Never be afraid. Never, never, never that they'll know more than you about the Bible. Don't worry about quoting chapter and verse, and don't worry about quoting from the New Covenant. Just say that the Scriptures say this and such. Because the point of it, this is, is that the Jewish prayer book is the thing that's most often used in, you know, synagogue services, traditions, Hebrew, Jewish history, rabbinic writings. Those are taught really in specialized schools. Jewish people often know very little about the Messiah. My, my, my. My, my, my. Any thoughts here, Billy Alexander, with Limitless Realms International? You're a, a Gentile lady who has vigilantly embraced the Hebrew truths of Scripture and custom. So any thoughts in regards to the Westernization? You see it all the time as well. And then you and we, we might just let you and Joel, Joel do a, a harmony and, and stereo, and then Anita and I will sit back and listen. So, Billy? Well, I just want to say I honor Rabbi Joel, he's such a precious man of God. I love him so much. I love you, Joel. <laughs> love you. <laughs> and and so you know, it's so amazing to me how we have how we what we do. Um, we come into Yeshua. We come into an understanding even sometimes of our Jewish roots, and then we go bananas. <laughs> and we go crazy, and we try to be a Jew, and then you know uh, that is that really does mess up the whole situation because God's not saying that at all, and so <laughs> you know I think we do more harm with that uh, even when we begin to learn our Jewish roots and think that with that we're going to go out and convert the Jewish community. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God has uh, the Jewish community in such a place in his heart to be the high call of the light to the nations, and the church needs to wake up and uh, begin to undergird that call and say to them, listen, Yeshua has given me light. 
Mm-hmm. And I want to, I just want to under, undergird the light that's in you. Do you know what your call is? How marvelous it is? I mean, you know what? We have to do this together. Oh, my. Are you trying to provoke our Jewish people to jealousy? (laughs) Rabbi Joel, he's been reading my script. That's down there a few bullet points away. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. So one of the things that Billy said, and I want her to uh, expand on a little bit, and and Rabbi Joel, you as well, you, you talk about we're trying to be too Jewish, maybe, because, and we just really don't, you know, we don't have the customs or the cultures to really deeply dive into that. Of course, as we study, we begin to realize and uh, revere many of those cultures and things like that. But we get out there and we start proclaiming things that we really only know the superficial value of. That can be dangerous. Quick thoughts, Billy, and then Rabbi, uh, jump on in. Uh, I think that's the word dangerous. We do more harm than good. Uh you know the Holy Spirit, Cass? Hey, do you know the Holy Spirit? <laughs> the Holy Spirit wants this more than we do. Oh. He wants to see the one new man so much in the earth. I mean, it, it's his heart to see us as one. He's the one that broke down the middle wall of partition. You know, he was actively doing that in the realm of the Spirit. We have to, when I found out that I was uh, uh, could, by the Spirit, celebrate the Feast of God. Mm. The Feast of God, not the Jewish festival, but the Feast Feast of of God. God. And whenever I got the revelation by the Spirit of those... I've never been more excited in all my, my life. Well, well, boy, and oh boy, Billy. So, yep. You know, this is what we have to keep in the forefront. We're not trying to go back to traditions. We are learning truth that sets us free, that opens our eyes to Yeshua. Oh, my. It's so wonderful. <laughs> we don't even know the Word of God until we begin to <sighs> study these things. <laughs> and when we do, if not, we want to become a Jew. We understand we've been grafted into this great root. Oh, my goodness, that undergirds us so that we together can then bring back Yeshua as our Messiah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Anita? Rabbi, what do you have to say on that? Well, I tell you, there's a lot of truth in that. You know, from a Jewish perspective, seeing seeing a, a blessed sister like like um, like Billy, here's what goes through a Jewish mind, because Billy's all excited, and there's so many millions of believers now that, like Billy, that are grafting into their Jewish roots. But from a Jewish perspective, okay, they look at it, they're thinking, though, what is going on? Is this replacement theology? In other words, they're thinking, well, I understand what these Christians are doing. The Jews killed Jesus, so God rejected Israel. The church has replaced Israel. The promises for Israel were meant for the church. God's finished with the Jewish people. That's what they're seeing erroneously through the heart of a Billy and an Anita and a Kaz, but it still goes through their mind. This has led to centuries of hatred, unfortunately, of Jewish people by quote-unquote Christians, and many who call themselves Christians, ignorant of the Word of God. Yes. And so we have to be yeah. very humble in, in, in 
coming to them with the Word of God, not out of any sort of aggressive spirit that they can take erroneously as, as some sort of they're being replaced. Yes, but let me ask you a question. We say, from our perspective, because we are Jew lovers, Hebrew lovers, Old Testament lovers, it, for us it's well-intentioned, but there are some people who have been trained in seminary and every other places that it really is a, a, a replacement theology or what they would call uh, anti-Semitism or replace, sure, you know, different replacement mentalities. Speak to that briefly and then have Billy yeah. as well. By the way, Billy is going to stay with us for the next segment, but so I want to give her a little bit of time to prepare for the next segment as well. But uh, Rabbi, uh, lay it on us. Yeah, we, we've historically seen, Kaz, the three stages of development. Maybe there's more stages of what you've termed Christian anti-Semitism. It started way early back in the Council of Nicaea, right? First they said, well, you can't live among us as part of the body of the Messiah and still be Jewish. And then it moved into the Middle Ages, where they said, you can't live among us at all and be Jewish. And then we, came, we come to Adolf Hitler in our generation. They said, you can't live at all. And so all of these, for the last you know, 1,700 years, have produced tragic results. And it's partially the reason why the traditional Jewish community objects to us believing in Yeshua, Jewish believers, and still claiming to be Jewish. Mm. And so it's why our people have not been more open to the gospel, because of replacement theology, Christian anti-Semitism for the past 1,700 years. Jewish outreach has not been the predominant, has not been a priority on the body of the Messiah. That's right. Billy, go ahead and jump on in. Um, I was, got a couple I was minutes just left. thinking that if so, it's probably the last on the list of the church, and it should be the top. Oh my! And so you know, it's like we we have to be uh, uh, have a new mindset going into this new era. And I believe, you know what? I so believe this that as we came to out into this uh this time of um isolation back during for for this this whole time frame that we've been in and that we had to be in our houses during mm. passover mm. israel did and so did the church yes. and you know something i think something happened in the realm of the spirit that god was doing that only god could do when they were talking about the blood putting on of being placed on their lintel, yes. and we were talking about the blood on on this side. That something supernaturally, you know, the blood speaks, and something and something supernaturally was happening to bring us into a preparation yes. for Shavuot, where the power of God comes down about covenant, oh, and we're going to get we got to get to covenant because boy, now that's that's a beautiful thing. Yes, yes, yes. Love Rabbi, it. would you would you kind of jump on in here and take a, a minute or so before we hit the commercial break? Would you take a minute to just kind of uh, make a quick declaration and then pray over we Gentile believers so that we set the stage for the rest of this two-hour broadcast? Because I knew bringing you on first would be set the stage because you would give a perspective, a point of view from which we could use uh, as a launching pad or a springboard. Rabbi, would you be so kind? So, Lord, we thank you and praise you that as we are sequestered and quarantined, more Jewish people, more non-Jews have celebrated Passover nearly 50 days ago, Lord, than since probably the first Passover and Messiah's Passover. Lord, it's no coincidences. There are no coincidences with you. You are teaching and you are training us for the things to come. So, Lord, I thank you and praise you for my Christian brothers and sisters Billy, Kaz, Anita, and so many others coming on the program, and so many thousands of others in our city, oh God, that are now wrestling 
They're wrestling with the claims of the Messiah. They're wrestling with Messiah's priorities. They're wrestling with the book of Revelation. And I thank you, Lord, that our Jewish people are also wrestling. They're looking for shalom. They're looking for peace. They're looking for a relationship with the living God. And so, Lord, would you pour out upon both sets of people, even as we quarantine, Lord, as we come out as well, O God, that we would never be the same. We would be transformed by your mighty power that was poured forth at Shavuot. (laughs) The Spirit of God poured out with the law of God, but it went inside. We thank you and praise you, B'Shem Yeshua, in the name of the Messiah. Amen. Oh, Rabbi Joel Lieberman, Tree of Life, Messianic Jewish Congregation in the La Mesa area. Uh, quick website for that as we uh, uh, go into the commercial break, Rabbi. Sure. Treeoflifeca.org. Wow, wow, wow. Rabbi Joel, you know how much I love you and so many others as well. Thank you for joining us for the first two segments. And Billy, stay with us because uh, we're going to launch some other things here in this next segment. We've got a lot of stuff that we've kind of set up. And I know Anita's looking at her list of questions going almost salivating, excited to be able to ask into these things. So Rabbi Joel, thank you for joining us on the first two segments. Billy Alexander, stay with us for another segment because there are some more questions that need to be uh, dealt with and you have some remarkable uh, Hebrew insights, biblical insights, Tanakh, Old Testament and New Testament insights. So my friends, uh, get those notepads out because you're going to want to be taking some notes here as uh, Billy Alexander and Anita Burton (laughs) and I and other guests come right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. This is Judy Ross, co-pastor of Cloud9 Worship Center. San Diego, I am declaring over you, you are the southwest gate of this nation. And through you will pour abundance and greatness and the glory of God. That's what you were created for. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And we are back, and what a remarkable edge of your seat, uh, you know, uh, edge of your seat uh, topic, and that is how to communicate with your Jewish friends. And it's not an intimidating kind of a thing, but uh, God has some very specific uh, things for you to pay close attention to. Uh, I'm with Anita Burton. She's my co-host. In fact, she was the one who brought this idea to me uh, a month or so ago. She said, really needs to be something done about uh, communicating to the, to the Jews. And I said, okay, come on and do it. You can co-host. She goes, I, 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 <laughs> she was stutter. babbling in tongues, but I could interpret it. And I could interpret it and it meant, uh, okay, I'll do it. That's what, what how, how I discerned that. But we have, right now, we have Billy Alexander. We've had uh, Rabbi Joel Lieberman on to kind of get, set the stage from a Jewish perspective. Now, here's a good transition person. It's uh, Billy Alexander, who uh, has embraced the Jewish principles, the Jewish customs, and she teaches the feasts and festivals and the months and the days and things like that. Billy, hang on for a second, because Anita has been bugging me during the break to answer, to have you answer this question. And now, by the way, by my friend, let me just say about Anita. She uh, is a 
uh, a minister. Uh, she is a, a person who loves Hebrew. She's a Hebrew student. She's a lover of Israel. And she maintains a website called Be With The Fire off of Facebook. How do people find out more about that? This is a place where you can go and find out. Yeah, you can find it on Facebook. Be with the fire. And what's there? And what we put on there is all the classes, events, conferences that are here in Southern California. So if you're looking for something to go do in your area, just scroll through it and <laughs> there you'll it find is. something. Okay, Anita Burton, here we go. As my co-host, yeah. you had a question that you wanted to pepper yeah. Billy Alexander. Are you ready to be peppered? You have to be peppered if you want to be salt of the earth. <laughs> okay, so the- here, here we go. Sorry, Billy. You, you know that there's some corn going on here. So we have salt, pepper, and corn. So go ahead. And- <laughs> go ahead, Anita. <laughs> um, this part, this question is in two, uh, two parts, Billy. Um, what do you believe this Shava or, or Pentecost is going to be like this year? And what do you see uh, praying in the upper room, looking like for us Christians this Ooh, year. Wow! <laughs> See, I told you, Billy. I love that question. <laughs> I love that question. You know what? First of all, I heard Judy Ross fall ago on the radio right before I got on, and she was decreeing Southwest Gate will bring forth the glory of God. It just came on right before I came on, and I said, "Yes, it will." <laughs> and you know. The only way it's going to do that is if we will come together like God has called us to. And um, your question was, what do you think this Shavuot is going to be like? Well, let me say this. Who would have imagined that Passover was going to come the way it did. It's been the it was the greatest, and it's been the most eye opening Passover since the beginning when Passover was in Egypt. Mm. And uh, I believe that is the same way as we're going to see Shavuot or slash Pentecost is going to be the Shavuot of all Shavuot is oh, what I on. think. It's <laughs> going to be an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and fire. Now, you know, uh, we need we need something. The church needs something. It's called a love in honor of God, the fear of God. And uh, we need to understand what what the covenant of God is. We need to understand how we are grafted into these great these great things in the Word of God. And uh, our eyes are going to be opened. During Shavuot, I believe the uh, the eyes of our heart is going to be open. I think we're in position. I think God has postured us to pour out his Holy Spirit. Why? To be witnesses where? First in Jerusalem. First in Jerusalem, the word of God says. Well, where? why do we need to witness, be a witness, be a witness? In Jerusalem, we need to undergird, he says, to the Jew first. Mm, yes. To the Jew first. And what, how, and where, and what do we need to do? First of all, we need to find, when we go to Israel, we need to find our Messianic brothers and sisters. And we need to undergird them because they have the message. They have the message. They are the ones that have found the Messiah. We need to undergird them. We need to seed into them. We need to trust 
the Spirit of God in them. Listen, when we go to Israel, that's not where the church goes. They don't find out where the Messianic brothers and sisters did. They go to all the historical sites, but they don't go to to the Messianic brothers and sisters and we need to know where our family is oh my good right. we need to we need to meet our family this this is not going to be completed Kaz. we are not going to be completed we have been uh they they listen <laughs> the natural <laughs> branch was pruned so that we could be grafted in. You're talking about the olive tree branches as Scripture speaks of, right? Yes, and you know what? Is that's mercy? That's great mercy, and but it won't be completed until they're regrafted Ooh. into the same olive tree. Yes. Oh my goodness, we've got this is about togetherness. This is about oneness. This is amazing, and that's what I see. <laughs> uh, I forgot the second portion of that question, but I think Shavuot is going to bring the fire yes. back to his people, and we need fire. We need the fire of the Holy Spirit on Shavuot. Yes, yes. I'm going to give Anita the opportunity to ask you the second part, but you have about 30 or 40 seconds to answer it when this. uh, (laughs) (laughs) But you speak fast. So anyway, go ahead. About what prayer looks like in the upper room. Oh, okay. Well, first of all, prayer is that is a supernatural uh, thing that has to be prioritized, too for Israel right now. This is what the church needs to pray for Israel's reconnection Mm. and our reconnection back into the vine. Mm. Our oneness, the one new man. The one new man has to be a priority of prayer. But as we're waiting upon the Lord, as we're worshiping on Shavuot, Oh, what does that upper room look like? It's all over the earth, you know. Yes. And it is, it's going to, I can't even imagine, Anita, what it's going to look like. But I, I want to tell you one thing. There is going to be something so poured out like a river of fire <laughs> upon all of God's people. Yes. And there are going to be new tongues explode. Uh, you know, the new tongue, the tongue of the Lord will become the tongue of the learned. And we're going to begin to have this. There's a, this season is called pay season. This is called a pay year. It's about the mouth. We're going to have a circumcised mouth. When holy. When Shabbat is <laughs> over, we're going to talk different. Uh, oh, bi- I know I went over my 30 <laughs> Billy Alexander, because because Anita set the stage for this uh, in, the ne- in the the last 60 seconds of this segment, I'm going to ask you to uh, present an upper room prayer for our listeners. Take about 60 seconds to deliver this, and then we'll go into a commercial break. And we have somebody else to carry more uh, uh revelation to this he is a uh, reverend a minister an author his name is earl clampett with uh, uh, simple truth ministries he's going to come on and give some other insights but uh, give us an upper room prayer billy alexander as we go to a commercial break are you ready for this on your mark get yeah. set lay it on us father god in the name of yeshua 
I thank you for everyone who is listening and all of the ones in in the surrounding area, even who are, is not listening. I thank you, Lord, for the angels of the Lord that are on assignment right now that I lose as ministers of reconciliation, that they will begin to prick the hearts of God's people to get their eyes focused, to wait on you, to receive that which you're going to pour out. You shall receive power (laughs) after that. The Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. It says, into Jerusalem, Samaria, Judea, into the uttermost uttermost parts parts of of the earth. earth. And I thank you, Lord, that evangelism, (laughs) the power of evangelism, is going to start in a new way. (laughs) And unity of purpose in Yeshua's name. Amen. Billy Alexander, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you more than you know. Thank you yeah. for uh, uh, really kickstarting the rest of the entire show. And we have a guest that will help doing be doing a little bit more kicking as he goes as well. <laughs> uh, Earl Clampett coming up next. So don't go away, my friends, because Love Anita and Bur- Anita Burton uh, and I will. You're welcome, Billy. We'll be right back. Oh, it's too silly. <laughs> more. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. Hello, my friends, and we are back. And boy, oh boy, Anita, i tell you what, Anita Burton is going well. I love this, and uh, my listening friends, you are going to love this segment in particular because if you are desiring to find out how to uh, witness to your Jewish friends and people that maybe you don't even know are Jewish yet, uh, this man has some insights that are going to be remarkable to you. And when I mentioned this name uh, of the book that we're going to be talking about here, uh, authored by Earl Clampett, Reverend Earl Clampett, it's called The Blueprint um, is God's Biblical Design Linear or Circular, Anita said... I loved your book. (laughs) (laughs) I I highly recommend this book. There are insights in here that were... um, it gave me a lot of revelation. Yes, and, and as Re- Earl, hang in there because she's going to to posture a question to you, and then we're going to kind of uh, let the hounds free and let you <laughs> let you extrapolate on this for the whole segment. So, Anita, what did you have in mind for yeah. uh, Reverend Earl Clampett of uh, Simple Truth Ministries? So, my question to you is: um, How does witnessing to Jewish people? Um, how does this apply? That was written in your book. Uh, the whole concept of how circular versus linear to to the audience. Yes, good. Earl Clampett, my longtime <laughs> friend and former judge and present uh, warrior for the kingdom. Earl Clampett. Good afternoon. And I just, we can still say uh, Shabbat Shalom because it's still uh, daylight. <laughs> That's, right. Uh-huh. That's right. Praise God. Uh, how are you guys? It's just awesome to be on with you. Um, I just wanted to... Um, uh, I'll just jump into the blueprint right now. Yes. I mean, to answer to answer the question, um, pretty much, it's difficult to witness to people without understanding that they're a different culture, have different backgrounds, they have different contexts, they have a different historical um, experience, uh, oftentimes than we do, and and it's it's like if you were to go to uh, Russia to learn Russian language, Russian culture, Russian thinking, Russian orientation, Russian this, Russian that. 
and then you travel all the way to St. Petersburg, and the first day of class, the um, in- instructor for Russian language, foreign language, hands you out the, the textbook, and he hands out the textbook to the whole class, and he says, okay, open your te- open the, the cellophane off the book, and you take it off, and then you say, it's a Japanese dictionary. <laughs> Would there be a problem? And what we've done, unfortunately, is that since uh, pretty much the Council of Nicaea of, in back in, what is it, uh, AD 325, we decided collectively as Gentiles that we no longer needed our Hebrew uh, rudder to our ships, which were going to be launched out to give the good news to the world. We built these wonderful sailing ships, but we left off a critical part of the construction and the construction that we left off was our Hebrew rudders. And here's the thing. It's a Hebrew foundational book. If you look at the, uh, the Bible, it's uh, 66 books, uh, at least 39, if not 40 of the authors. were all Jewish. Yes. And so the, the context in which they're writing, the culture in which they're, they're uh, operating is all Jewish. Now, for example, the, my, my, my book deals with is can you understand a cyclical circular culture which is what the hebrew nation the hebrew um, culture is it's cyclical and it's circular by taking a linear like a ruler a straight line ruler and then you use that straight line as a grid and you lay it over the top of a circle and you say okay interpret the circle with your straight line ruler would that even make sense it's you can't do it It, the lines are different well, they are. And, and here's the thing. We, we have tried to do that as Gentiles for the last 1,700 years mm-hmm. since we decided we didn't want our Hebrew foundations. We did not want our Hebrew connections. We basically pulled up stakes and said, okay, you Jews had your chance. You, you guys are Christ killers. God's done with you, and we're moving on. And we're the new Israel, supposedly. I well, mean, and Earl, as I, as I read through Scripture, you know, a lot of times we overlay our, what we, what we say, linear mindset to interpreting Scripture. And we go, oh, when Jesus said this parable, oh, this is what it means, and now I've got it, and I move on to other things. But because it's circular, and it's not, it's, it's not circular as in around and around and around the same level, it's circular like a spring ascending upward, and each, each, ascent, each uh, curl of the spring takes you to a higher level and we go okay we got it now onto a different parable we are missing so much aren't we earl wheels with we are mostly missing the point and here's the thing i want to bring up one thing that i think that culturally if you want to talk about sensitivities uh, we talk about one new man coming into play where jew and gentile are getting together along the lines of ephesians chapter two and three and up and galatians two and three and everyone should read those four chapters ephesians two and three galatians two and three and, and where the big emphasis is, oh, one new man in, 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 in Jesus, in Yeshua. And, but we have to understand, what is this season that we're coming from? We are leaving the Gentile uh, church age, and we are coming into the, the, the kingdom age, which is not focused exclusively on Yeshua, and not focused on the Holy Spirit, but we're focusing rather on the third element of the Godhead, which is, Abba, Father. Hmm. Here's the point. This is why it's so critical. When we're going to evangelize with Jews, everything that somebody can relate to is, is identity. And in a family context, the individual who gives us our identity is our Father. And the Father gives us identity, protection, provision. 
Now, if we eliminate the focus on the father, we will not be able to um, really actively engage other people, Jews or otherwise, because, look, we all want to belong to a family. We all want to understand who we are and what are we doing here. Well, we can't do that with identity, without identity. And only fathers give identity. Yeshua is our big brother. He, he has different roles. Holy Spirit is our nurturer. The Holy Spirit has a different role. The Father is the key element, and that's where it's going to be the biggest challenge of transitioning from the church Gentile age over to the uh, commonwealth of Israel age of being grafted into the olive branch, but the focus is not on the Holy Spirit. It focuses not on Yeshua. Of course, we need them, and they have their roles there, but they're pointing with their fingers, hey, don't stop at me. Go, go, go. Keep going because you lost your father in the garden. Mm. And, and the came to get us back to the father. And that's how we, the only prayer he ever taught us, Kaz and Anita, was listen to this, the first two words, our father. Tell that to a Jew and see if you don't have something in, in, in common yes. right away. Because he wants to belong to that family, and so do we. Okay. We may be grabbed. But hey, we're all members of the same family, and we all have the same father. Ooh, I love it! <laughs> Great insights. And uh, quick, a quick uh, plug on how people can find out more about your book called "The Blueprint: Is God's Bible Design Linear or Circular?" My friend, he's only scratched the surface on this, and because we're running out of time in his segment, I want him to give a website where people can find out more about this book. Get it, yeah. read it, meditate on it, compare it to Scripture, and move forward accordingly. Earl Clampett, uh, how do we find out more about that? I'm going to have you say a brief word of encouragement to our friends as we close this segment. Earl Clampett? Okay, so, uh, you can find it at Simple Truth Ministries, that's plural, simpletruthministries.net. I'm not a .com, I am a .net. <laughs> and you can find there, and also on, on Amazon. It's called The Blueprint. Yes. And I encourage you to, uh, to really spend some time with it, because it was about four years in the, in the writing. And oftentimes I read it and go, I didn't write this. Somebody else did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, you know, that's exactly true. Holy Spirit wrote it yeah, through you. That's good. So that's very good, Earl. Amen. So Amen. Uh, about a 30-second word of encouragement to our listeners. Uh, I knew this was going to happen. My wife says, you need to let Earl talk. And he, she's so right because you are a depth of knowledge but a depth of godly wisdom as well. So uh, close this segment with a, uh, a, a word of God's wisdom through your Circular lips. <laughs> right. We lost our Father God in the fall. Jesus came not to bring us to a place. Jesus came to reconnect us, restore us, and reconcile us to that whom we lost in the garden, which was our Father. Our Father is eternal life. And I'm going to just define it real quick. Eternal life, John 17, 3. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, Father, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom he sent. Eternal life is not a location. It's a person. It's uh-huh. an individual. We're yes. coming back home. <laughs> We're coming back home. Oh, Earl Clampett, I love you. You know I love you. You know I love you. <laughs> God bless you, Earl Clampett. And uh, this wonderful book called The Blueprint is God's Bible design, linear or circular. Thank you for your insights, my brother. God bless you mightily. Yeah. My listening friend, We ha- this, this two-hour show is burgeoning with people who have different perspectives of this insight about uh, communicating with uh, 
the Jewish people. And the next segment you're going to love because this is a Gentile guy like I'm a Gentile guy, but he has devoted the name of his church to, as you can tell, let me tell you the name of his church. Uh, this is uh, Pastor Dennis Hodges, and the name of his church is Church of Yeshua HaMashiach. And so I guess you can tell his focus. <laughs> We're going to find out more about that when uh, uh, Anita Burton and I come right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. KPRZ, San Marcos Poway, and K29CR Encinitas. FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego. K-Praise. I'll tell the world. Come Together San Diego with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. I'll tell the world. And my friend, we are intending to tell the world on how to communicate with your Jewish friends. And as uh, you know, there are there are there are Jews who are secular Jews that they have they have no idea of their even their Jewish heritage. And you can deal with them like you would witness to just about anybody else. But there are those who have some depth to their their uh, Hebrew insights. They have some customs that they deal with, and they have uh, celebrations and things like that. Uh, we we know about those. If you look at Leviticus twenty three, you'll find out about some of those celebrations of Passover and Pentecost and Feast of Tabernacles and things like that. And so, you know, we have to have their mindset. And as Earl Clampett said in the last segment, it's they, the, the Jewish mindset is a circular mindset instead of a linear. It's not A equals B equals C. It's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all put together and pull them out when God stirs you to need them. So it's a little different perspective. This segment is going to be a delight for you because it includes one of my dear, sweet, beloved people. This is a guy who, who, who when he walks walks into a room, he carries a level of authority that you will be amazed by, but he also carries that as he opens his mouth on the radio. <laughs> I want you to meet Pastor Dennis Hodges. Listen to the name of his church to give you a little clue about his heart cry for Hebrew things. This is the name of Dennis Hodges, Pastor Dennis Hodges' church. It's Church of Yeshua HaMashiach. Hey, Pastor Dennis, how you doing? Hey, my brother, I'm blessed and thankful. Hashem. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. How you doing? We're doing fine. Anita's here, and she goes, I think I've run across him. I said, you would know if you've run across this guy because he, he commands attention because you, you, you have a big heart, but you also you, you speak demonstrably, and people pay attention. So one of the things oh, that you speak you. demonstrably about is uh, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Messiah. Why don't you give us a, an overview here? And, of course, I'm going to let Anita jump on in with questions as she goes as well. Pastor Dennis Hodges, lay it on us. Well, well, when you say an overview, you know, I, I, I partake. <laughs> I, you know, you know, people ask me when I wear my high around my neck, "Are you Jewish?" And my response is, "I'm Jewish in spirit." My mother wasn't a Jewish woman, but I do all things Jewish because the man I serve and love is a Jewish man. <laughs> Yes, yes. And, and and I don't say was, I say he is, because the same man you see going up is the same man you're going to see coming down, <laughs> according to the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 11. So I say I do all things Jewish. I partake in uh, the Feast of Passover, Unleavened Bread, Feast of First Fruit. I, I do everything that, that God says, these are my celebrations, my feast. So I'm invited to the party. And because I'm invited to the party, I have a good time in him uh, in regards to uh, my 
my Jewish background. Yes, I like it. Now you have a real heart cry for the Gentile people. You, you're you're a black man, and so a lot of many of the people that attend your church are uh, black men and women, as well as the you know I show up periodically too, and I scream and yell, and uh, we get along just fine. But so you have a, a real remarkable calling in many different cultures and many different people groups. Tell us of your zeal for this and how this plays out face-to-face with so many different people of different ethnicities. Uh, uh, well, what I share with my congregation, uh, um, Cass, is that there's no such person as a black man or a white man. <laughs> you know, we, we, we're, all, we're, we're all different shades of brown. I like it. So I rescind that comment and give it to you. I rescind that. I, I repent. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're all different shades of brown. How, however, but we're all, we're all, you know, one of the, one of the, um, we read every Sunday because I have a Shabbat service as well as a Sunday service, but we read our statement of faith and, and my vision, my mission is on there where we come together. My vision is to bring Jew and Gentile together as mm. one new man, as Ephesians uh, 2, 14 through 16 says. And, and the Lord, he, he wants us unified. He doesn't want separation. And when you see churches today, you have Hispanics, uh, the, uh, the, 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 that shade of brown, and you have Caucasians, <laughs> that shade of brown, and you have Afro-American, that shade of brown, all in their own little, um, how can I say, cubby holes, if I want to say that, <laughs> in their own sanctuaries. But, but it should be unified because heaven is unified. Ooh, God doesn't it. see color. He's not a respecter of persons. We all cut each, we all cut ourselves. We are red. We, we bleed red. And it was, it was red blood that he shed at Golgotha. Ooh. So we stand on that promise and, and know that. Uh, we are who we are because of what he has already done. Yes, yes. And now one of the things I've, I, I know about you, uh, Pastor Dennis Hodges, is you're intimately involved with other churches around San Diego County as well, trying to encourage the one new man approach. If you were taking a look at the broad uh, brushstroke of San Diego County, what is a single theme that you want to encourage uh, other pastors? Many, many of these pastors, they just, they have, the, you know, the Hebrew perspective and the Jewish perspective is not even in their scope. So what would you tell these people? Because we're coming to times right now, uh, uh, the Shavuot celebration and things like that, where, you know, in the book of Acts chapter two, we were all in one place in one accord. What would you tell our pastoral friends and congregational friends uh, as far as maybe changing the look at the old well, and new book? I, I would, I would, I would, I would suggest to go back to the original content of the word. Yeah. You know, you know, you know, the Lord He allowed the Hebrew language to come back through Ben Yehuda when it was taken away. Ben Yehuda came back, brought it back because it wasn't ever supposed to leave because that's the language of God. And if we go in the Bible that we study and read, we have to study it and read it from an Eastern mindset and not a Westernized mindset yes. because it was written by uh, Jewish men to a Jewish audience in a, in a Middle Eastern setting. And therefore you have different idioms and different, and one sentence well, I mean, one word will change a whole paragraph. You know, you know, you know, the Lord took that one apostrophe looking symbol, what we know as the Yod and the Hebrew alphabet, and he took what we got. We talking about the big God that we serve. He took that smallest symbol 
that Yod to bring his name, Yod Hey Vav Hey, oh. Yahweh, Yehovah, Yeshua, that one small symbol. So I would suggest to my brothers in the in the ministry to, get, you know, Greek is okay, but Greek is not <laughs> is, is not what I want. I'd rather stick with what Yeshua spoke. He spoke Hebrew, he spoke Aramaic, and, and his mama, she, she didn't call him Jesus, she called him Yeshua. Oh, and my. so I'd, 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 rather, I'd rather come from that standpoint to, to know that uh, all things, all things from, the, from the original content will, is, is, like a, is like a meal that Ruth Chris, but if you read, <laughs> but, if, but, if you, but, if you, but if you eat from Burger King and McDonald's, you got a different meal. Oh, so if you come from the westernized mindset, uh, you 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 got food, you got Wendy's, you got Burger King, you got Jack in the Box. But if you come from a Hebraic uh, perspective, you got Paul, you got Morton Steakhouse, you got <laughs> you, you, you got you got Red Lobster, you got uh, Ruth Chris, you got you got you got a richer you got a richer meal. Oh you, my. you know what I'm saying? Yes, I yeah, do. So I would I would say it that way. Okay. Well, here's what, you know, I, I knew I was going to get into this because I, each person that I bring on is uh, several hours of continuous chat anyway. But we come to the end of these segments and I go, how do I give each of our guests an opportunity to communicate their heart cry? So I'm going to do this with you, Pastor uh, Dennis Hodgins. By the way, my friends, he is a broadcaster in the Salem Media Group as well. Uh, and he has some things going on in that light as well. But uh I almost called you rabbi, but I don't think that would have been much of a mistake. I've had, I've been called that before. Dennis, uh, take about a minute and proclaim life into our listeners from your perspective as a man that uh, heads up a church called the Church of Yeshua HaMashiach. Go ahead, uh, Pastor Dennis. You, you, you know, uh, I know I know. this segment is, is, is dealing with uh, how to witness to to the Jewish, our Jewish brothers and sisters, uh, and, and I would suggest first of all we use the Bible. Oh. Uh, uh, so, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth; it shall not return to me void, mm. and, and it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which it was sent, according to Isaiah fifty-five and eleven. And then, and then we want to be, um, we want to be present. We we want to we want to present a person. We want to present a person, Yeshua, the, the Mashiach. Yes. Uh, it's about a relationship, not a religion. Mm. And when you distinguish between Yeshua and the Jewish understanding of the Christian religion, many objections uh, dissipate. Oh, good. So we want to be able to. We want to be able to. Uh, 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 befriend, befriend our Jewish brothers and sisters, uh, and we and we can't condemn them, but we befriend them uh, because we, here, here's the thing: our Jewish friend does not need to feel that by accepting Yeshua that he or she Have is to, giving up the identity. My identity, my identity is in Yeshua. Uh, Jehovah said he created us in his likeness and in his image. And when Yeshua walked the planet those 33 years, uh, he, Luke 2 and 52 said he had to grow. He had to grow in knowledge, into yeah. certain things. Yeah. yeah, he had to grow into knowledge. So we're doing the same thing. And from the Hebraic perspective, you have a revelation of, 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 of the deeper things of Jehovah. Wow. Deuteronomy 29 and 29 says that the secret things belong to him, but that which he reveals 
you know, we can work with it. I do. Because he reveals it to us. Okay. Pastor Dennis Hodges, you are a remarkable man. And I, I call you a friend, but I'm going to have to change that. I'm going to have to call you a great friend <laughs> because you are. My, my friend is uh, uh, Pastor Dennis Hodges, Church of Yeshua HaMashiach, and uh, he has great insights. Uh, if you can spell it, Church of Yeshua HaMashiach, you can find out the where and what and the, and the different service times. And uh, 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 Pastor Dennis Hodges, God bless you, man. Uh, thanks for joining us for this segment. I knew it was chock full. <laughs> God bless you, God bless you as well. It's a pleasure. Right. My listening friend up next, you know, we've talked with people that are actually in the ministry ministry here in the first few segments of the show. In the latter segments, we're going to t- talk to people that are have been sitting in pews and been praying from different perspectives about this. They're equally Hebrew lovers, Jewish lovers, Israel lovers, but we're going to get a different perspective from these people, and we're going to start in the next segment with the founder of the Prayer Shield Ministries. His name is John Neal. Many of you will know him, and those who don't, when you hear him, you will want to. So Anita Burton and I will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM. 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. In the back with my co-host, Anita Burton, with Be With The Fire. If you want to look up Be With The Fire on Facebook, just put in Be With The Fire, and you'll see her smiley face there, and all these different things of different people posting on things that are going on uh, from a ministerial standpoint, and oh, so much more. Isn't that right, (laughs) Anita? (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, I've been excited about this segment because this has one of my, you know, I always say this, one of my favorite people, and I really, really mean this. Here, this man, I, I call him the maestro, John Neal. He's uh, with Prayer Shield Ministries, but he is also, get this, he's a world-renowned history teacher here in San Diego. I bet you didn't know you were world-renowned, did you, John? Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> no, I didn't, my friend. I did not. I did not. Uh, I, I think I'm Kaz renowned. But I <laughs> well, I know that you're renowned in the, the halls of heaven because you have a real heart cry for God's people. Now, God's people Thanks. to you encompasses not only the Gentile believers, but very seriously, the Jewish believers as well. So I'm, as a history teacher, you're called mm-hmm. to... Uh, to teach these kind of things. And so this mm-hmm. is part of your repertoire. I'm going to let you springboard into this. And Anita is here to ask pivotal questions periodically. <laughs> so when I see her little hand raising up and down like that, I'm going to just ask her to in- insert a question with you. So I'm going to give you the floor, teacher of history and wonderful friend. I want to have you give your insights, John Anil. Oh, thank you very much, Kaz. You know, one of the things that's always been a concern on my heart, I, I grew up Catholic, moved into the Baptist thing, became involved with the Pentecostal church. I, I'm called, I guess I'm a Kabapticostal. I'm not sure what I am. I'm kind of a mix. <laughs> but because of that, particularly as my Catholic background, of course, we read the book of Maccabees. And I was always intrigued by it, always intrigued by it and delved into it, even though it wasn't the normal scripture. And one of the things I've always been concerned about is are the Western culture— European Western cultures, Westernization of Christianity. Yes. Because as I said to a Jewish rabbi friend of mine, I said, you know, technically there are no such thing as Christians. 
And he kind of stared at me, and I said, no, you're either a follower of Yeshua or you're not. There's nothing in between. Oh, I like it. That's good. And what we have to remember when you think about the Greeks, and most of you out there, no matter what you listen to your history teacher at high school or not, most of you remember the Greeks and the Greek gods and the great Zeus and Athena and Ares and Mars. We remember these things. And one thing you need to know about the Greeks, the Greeks thought man was the most important thing. So if you think about the Greek gods, they brought them down. The Greek gods lied, murdered, stealed, robbed, raped. They were horrible. It was an attempt to elevate man by lowering their concept of the gods. Well, if you're a good Roman at the time of Jesus, the first thing you did, of course, was give yourself, your daughter, your son, a Greek teacher who taught them Greek concepts. Then along comes the church. It moves from Israel, it moves into Asia Minor, it moves into the Roman Empire, ultimately to Rome. And what happens? This conflict occurs. And what began to occur was, and this goes back as early as 100 AD, you begin to see the church, Jesus's church, moving away from their identification of the Jewish and moving more towards the Western culture. Why? Because the Jews were being persecuted by the Romans. And the Romans saw the Christians, the early Christians, as simply a different kind of Jew. So they slowly moved away. And by the time you get to our buddy Justinian, he, by the way, is the guy who built the Hagia Sophia there in Istanbul, Constantinople. Yes. And that whole Second Council of Constantinople, it is now a directed, purpose, government-run movement for the church. Hey, I'm going to build you this big building. We'll move away from those Jews, because you know those Jews have been a problem for us. We have continued on that vein for the past 1,700 years, and that's been our big problem. We've learned not true Christianity, my, my. not true belief in Yeshua, but a westernized version of it. You know, the thing that hurts my heart, John, is uh, I look, and, and I have a lot of believers uh, who have embraced this this Greco-Roman uh, mentality. You know, I mean, look at the days of the week. They're, they're Greek-Roman uh, uh, titles and things like that. And Christmas, right. you've got, you know, this jolly red-suited guy. And Easter, you've got this yeah. giant bunny and the Easter eggs and things. Like, all these things are not... Hebrew and they're not right. biblical and and but we've been so immersed in this thing. I, I really have a heart cry for our, yeah. our, our 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 Christian brothers and sisters because we're missing the mark on even even our own personal selves embracing the God of Scripture. Why don't you talk a little bit about that and bring in the Jewish perspective as you do? Would you be so kind, John Neal? Yes, yeah, appreciate it. One <laughs> of the things that we look at. Bringing in the perspective, and I do this in my, my teaching, because as I teach in the school, my job is to teach history. I, the kids will often, when we teach about Jesus in my Roman era class, or I teach about God earlier on in the Jewish section, and when I talk, teach of Islam, and other, they'll go, oh, 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 wow, I didn't know Jesus really was a person. That mm. He's God. I say, that's great. That's faith. I don't teach faith. I teach history in the public school. That's my job. So when I'm teaching these things, one of the things that I look at is, how does this integrate? How did it change the way we interact with each other? My wife and I had the opportunity to be in Israel in 2017, along with Jim Garlow and yes. Rosemary and Joel Lieberman, as a matter of fact, and his lovely wife, Darcy. Which is our, our guest, first guest of the radio first, show, first as you know. Up, yeah. And one of the things that would happen, many times God gave me the opportunity 
to pray with a Jewish person. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where we began to integrate. I prayed because I would see them a need, and I would start to pray. But I would pray Old Testament. I didn't feel the need to say Jesus because I'm praying God's Word. God's Word's complete and it's total. And after I was done praying, many times the person would look at me, male and female, and they'd go, who are you? <laughs> where do you come from? What do you believe? Because what I was praying was just the truth of God's Word. Mm. That sank in. And when we start looking at the idea of one new man, Okay, out of the whole bit out of Ephesians, one new man, love the concept. But there's also a thing out of Romans that says, make the Jew jealous. Yes. Let me explain what I think that means. I love it. We need to have the glory of God in us. Mm. We don't need to be proclaiming, standing on top of rooftops, going, you Jews need to do it this way. We need to have in us the glory of God, the movement of the Holy Spirit, not only in us individually, in our families, in our churches, and our community, then my Jewish brothers and sisters are going to look and go, wait a minute, that's what we used to have in the Old Testament. Uh-huh. What's going on here? Yes, the yes, yes. So, so I, as, uh, John Neal has happened. I see the hand waving across from here. My, my, my co-host, Anita Burton, has a question. So uh, yeah. we've got about a minute or so in this. <laughs> Can you believe it, John? <laughs> so, uh, no. All we need is to have like a four, hour, four to five hour show. We'll be okay. Uh, I know it. Okay. Anita? So uh, my question is, uh, yeah. why do we Christians believe we have to convert Jewish people to Christianity? Ooh. Ah. Because that's how we've been trained. Mm-hmm. The same way that our beliefs are based upon this Greco-Roman concept, that's how we're trained. And the habit is how you are trained. It, it doesn't matter what it is you are doing. Uh, you know, uh, we set ourselves up to believe a certain thing because that's what we've been taught. Mm-hmm. So what's happening now, what I've seen happen, particularly the past two to three years, is a renewal of the old ideas to bring forth new concepts. We think we have to do it. My attitude is simple. I need to be a follower of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. And in doing that, they will see and they will come. Whether the they is my Jewish brothers and sisters or whether it's the family down the street, whatever, because it's not about Jew. And Gentile. What did Jesus say? Or what does it say in the Scripture? There's neither Jew nor Gentile. We are one in Christ. Oh, my. Amen. And that's where I want us to go. My, my, my. That's so uh, now you can see, my friend, how infectious in a good way John Neal is. He, he talks to the high schoolers, and he knows how to communicate with them. But his communication to the high schoolers really hits to the heart of we hire people as well. Mm. <laughs> Honored. So, so Honored. It, it's a pleasure having you with us. And uh, is there a website or is there anything tied to your ministry yeah, that people is. need to know about? Well, we do. Our main ministry is praying for pastors, ministry leaders, etc. And so, prayer shield, prayer shield, put together one big word. Dot com. There you uh, go. I told Earl, I do have a dot com. <laughs> All the information is there, and you can contact us. And we'd love to get you involved with praying not only for pastors, but also for Israel and for the United States. John Neal, beloved... 
fellow love you, brother. soldier, we love you as well. So, uh, Anita Burton, thank you, uh, yeah. uh, Earl, uh, Earl. Thank you, <laughs> John Neal, for joining us. We just had Earl on just before you, so yeah, there Earl, you go. Earl's the good-looking one. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Brother John. Ooh, I like that. Hey, Brother John, I like that. So, Anita, there we go. There's another segment down, and we still have a few segments left to go. And what we're doing now is we're talking about how to witness to the Jewish people. And uh, these last couple segments, we're really talking to people that are ground level. And uh, our next guest you will love because she is uh, just like you. I mean, she's got work that she does, and she has a real love for the Jewish people. She loves Israel, and she loves the Word of God. And so how do you combine those together our next call-in guest, I, uh, Nisa Williamson, is going to tell us more about that. So do not go away because what's going to happen, we are going to be right back. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Hi, San Diego. This is Pastor Larry Peltier of Beach Chapel, Encinitas. Lord, we pray for grace and favor for all of San Diego, all those who are homeless, who are sick, who need help. We just thank you, God. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. Oh, yes, indeed. We are back with co-host Anita Burton with Be With The Fire. Go to the Facebook, your Facebook page, and just put that in the search engine, Be With The Fire, and you'll see all the stuff of different people throughout San Diego County and even beyond of things that are going on in the community and some other insights. She's pretty remarkable. Oh, she's right in front of me. Hello, Anita. How are you doing? <laughs> Speaking of remarkable people, you're going to love this next call-in guest. Her name is Nitza Williamson, and she is a person whom I've known for a number of years. You know, she's the kind of dynamic believer that where you uh, go out and, and, and you do things, and when, when uh, she, if she's watching what's going on, she, uh, Holy Spirit talks to her, just ear to ear, heart to heart, and sometimes she will ha- come up with these heavy revelations, and you just don't need to talk with her. You have to carry a notepad every place where you run into her because she's got some great insights. So, my listening friend, I hope you're carrying your notepad as I introduce to you a dear friend and a person that's involved in uh, uh, the government and also military and things like that. So she has wonderful insights from that perspective. But she also loves the Hebrews and the and, and the Jews and, and Israel and the Old Testament and the New. Nitsa Williamson. Hello, Nitz. Hey, Kaz. How's it going? <laughs> going fine. Oh, my. Thanks so, for having me tonight. Um, I, you know, I thought it would be great because you, you have a different perspective. You know, you know you're not necessarily a, a Hebrew teacher, although you have working knowledge of these things. But you're going to give a grassroots perspective that other people can really identify with. So I'm going to hand it over to you. Yeah. And, of course, Anita, whom you may know in passing, may ask a question or two. Anita Williamson. Sure. So I wanted to go to um, the Word of God, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Yes. He who was with God in the beginning. And so that's referring to our Lord Jesus Christ, our Yeshua. So one of the things I love about Jews 
that helps me minister when I'm, you know, one-on-one usually with somebody is I tell them that, first of all, thank you for carrying the Word of God for thousands of years and Jesus Christ is Yeshua HaMashiach. And there's just, um, I, I, I really get teary-eyed when I, when I say this to them because that Word of God was carried through um, with precision, came with um, heartache, it came with death, brokenness. They have um, paid a huge price to carry that word through thousands of generations so that we can go, you know, wherever you buy your books and pick up a Bible, yes. right? And so that word, what, um, what aches my heart when I think yes. it is like, don't you know who the word? It's not a word. It's, it's yes. who the word is. Yes, yes, yes. And so... Let me let me interject here just for one second. Needs you may be moving around a little bit. If you stay stationary, because we're you're 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 coming in and out here. If you stay stationary, we'll probably be, get a better transcription of what you're having to say. So, Nisa, go ahead. Okay. Sorry, I get excited. And huh? I, know, <laughs> I, know, I know how you feel. <laughs> you know, but um, so this word was carried for thousands of years, and it and they have the word, but they don't have the fullness of the revelation. And so I felt like the Lord today wants me to want. We're losing you here, Neitz. We're we're losing you here. So try to be very stationary. If we lose you, I apologize in advance, but uh, lay it on us. Okay. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end, and it will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it and it will certainly come, and it will not delay. So this word, there's a revelation that's coming to both Jew and Gentile in these end times. And it points to the prophet Elijah in um, in the book of Malachi, where it says that the Father shall return to the children, and the children to the Father. And the Lord gave a revelation a while ago that... Um, you know, the Gentiles look to Jesus, and they love Jesus, and that the Father to Abba, and they love Father, and they're they're both looking at God, but they don't realize that He's uh, a three-person God, you know. And so, as I was contemplating on this, um, all of a sudden, this vision: God the Father and Jesus the Son came together, and the Word of God says. Um, you know that Jesus is in the Father, and um, and so as I was contemplating on that vision, it was like they both became one and Gentile Gentile looking, oh and my. It, as one, the oh. God that's in the, in that oneness. So I feel I just wanted to say that that's the hour we're in that we are both going to behold the God. The, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the God of that is Yeshua, will yes. both stand as one new man. I love it. Before the one new God to us, because we haven't had the full revelation whether you are Jew, whether you're a Jew or a Gentile. That's right. So um, that's what I'm praying for: the hearts of the people to see God as He truly is. Yes. From Old Testament to New Testament. 
That's right. And, you know, uh, this has been talked about in the show earlier about coming out of the church age and into a whole different perspective on the intimacy with God. It's called the kingdom age. So we're, we're preparing to rule and reign with him for a thousand years. What does that look like? It looks like one new man, his body. And if you will step back another step and say his bride, what does this look like and how remarkable it will be? But we, we, we're on the learning curve, but we're at the last part of that bill curve. We need to have learned stuff by now. A lot of the stuff that we've learned is time to start applying it. And it's, the whole Correct. thing is this one new man. So yes. we, we're running out of time in this segment. I apologize about that. I knew it was going to happen. Lisa, I apologize. But would you, give no a, would you give a declaration over this one new man, not only uh, in general, but also for San Diego County, because God wants to make San Diego County a prototype uh, county in pursuing him as this one new man. Would you lay that on us? Nitsa, take a minute or so, and then we will jump into the commercial break. Nitsa Williamson. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you for who you are, and thank you, Lord, for removing the veils off the faces of both Jews and Gentiles, that we would see you as the Holy God of Heaven, Father of all, Redeemer of all. I thank you, Lord, that as we enter in with unveiled faces, Lord, that we would behold the beauty and glory of who you truly are, and that begin your perfect creation, how you created us to be, and that we would all honor you in the way that you were intended us to honor you with truth in spirit and in truth. And so, Father, we bless the Jewish people. We bless the Western the Gentiles, yes. Lord, all over the world, and say, behold the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Nisa Williamson, thank you for inspiring us with your insights. I told you you were going to have to carry a notepad when you visit with her. <laughs> Nisa, God bless you, my dear friend, and thank you for being a lover of the Jew and the Gentile and the one new man. Nisa Williamson, my listening friend, stay with us. We have one more segment, and you're going to love this. Uh, if you've ever toured Israel, you may have uh, seen one of these travel guides. It's one of the best ever, and it's called the Christians Travel uh, for Christians traveling in the Middle East, and it's it's uh, it's uh, uh, let me see what the name of it is called here. It's uh, it's called the guidebook for Christian travelers, and so you will appreciate the author of this book. Her name is Joan Peace, uh, Jewish persuasion, but insights like you won't believe. We're going to visit with Joan in the next segment, assuming we can get her on the phone because she doesn't stay in one place long; she's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> she's practicing <Traveler. laughs> She's practicing yeah, God's omnipresence. That, that's Joan Peace, our friend. So we will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And we're back uh, with Anita Burton, my co-host. Great job. I know you you may were thinking it was going to go a little differently, but it's basically we're co-hosts. We give the platform to our guests and let them uh, embrace what they 
their heart cries. And my friend, you're going to love the embrace of this person. This has been a friend of mine for a number of years. Her name is Joan Peace. And I think, in, you know, I would call her one of the world's great travel guides. But, and she, she loves Israel so much in the surrounding areas. She's written travel guides that are award-winning in caliber, such as Israel for the Christian Travelers and, uh, and many other things. But I don't want to take much of her time because we want her to give her insights as well. Hey, Joan Peace. Joni, hey, how are you doing? Kaz. I am not all over the world. I am here mostly sheltering in place. Kind oh, of. Oh, yes. Come on. I, I was I was building you up so you'd blush a little bit. But uh, I got to quickly tell the story and then I'm going to let you go. I'll let you release the hounds, so to speak. So I was in Israel about a year ago now mm-hmm. and uh, I found out that Joan was over there doing some tours and things like that. And, you know, people... They carry her book, Israel for the Christian Traveler, or she does a book for, about Jordan as well. But so I'm over there and I say, let's have lunch together. So she made a, a, a way so that I can have lunch with her. They, her whole troop, you know, who ha- hang at every word that she says, they were there as well. So I'm just talking with her. And so she goes, oh, you know who's in Israel right now? And so she she dials a, per, a person's number. She goes, here, you can talk to him. And her she knows Everybody. No, I'm kidding, of course. But you know. Every single person. No, we met at the Western Wall. That was so cool. Yes, yes, yes. But, but yeah. so, so, you, so you've introduced me to a number of different people who uh, have a Christian persuasion, who have a, a, Judo, a Ju, Ju, uh, Jewish persuasion, and have a Ju, Judeo-Christian persuasion as well. So you really know the stuff, and you have a real heart cry for Israel. So as you prayed about this segment, what would you like to tell us? their Joan piece. Well, what I decided to talk about was to give just a little bit about my testimony because I am Jewish. Both my parents were Jewish and um, my mom even lived in Israel for 10 years and served in the Israel military. She was a spy and the voice of the underground radio. So I think I have a pretty cool heritage there. (laughs) And our family was able to visit Israel in December of 1966, um, just six months before Israel recaptured the old city. So I didn't see the old city at that time, but I was raised and reformed Judaism, went to, um, went to the synagogue every week. And then fast forward to college. I'm at college at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And I have a roommate whose boyfriend is talking to me nonstop about Jesus. And I, for whatever reason, hated Christians. No one told <laughs> me to. It just was innate in me. Yes. And I, I liked him, but he was driving me crazy. So I told him that I would prove to him that what he believed had no basis whatsoever. And he said, okay, that's fine. Will you also read one of my books? And I said, sure. And so he gave me the late great planet earth by Hal Lindsey. (laughs) And so I first went to my rabbi and because I started reading this and I'm going, oh my goodness, I did not realize that our Bible taught these things. They never taught us this in synagogue. I didn't know God's big overall plan for the Jews and all the prophecies that were fulfilled. And so I showed, uh, I read Isaiah 53 to my rabbi and he couldn't answer. He had no answers. And so I kept thinking I do it. I could do this. And every corner I turned, it was looking more and more like Christianity was true. And I was really angry about that. So, um, and so I just remember one night in my dorm room, I was supposed to be studying for a test. All I could think about is, oh my gosh, this is true. And I don't want it to be, what can Mm -hmm. I do to just get rid of this? And so what I did, I, I really yelled out loud. I said, 
God, I do not want to become a Christian, but if you want to save me, you just go ahead and do it. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm saying that, then I'm done, because nothing's going to happen. Well, I was raised in a family that were um, scientists, doctors. So there was no supernatural that we ever could believe in. And at that moment, I felt the Holy Spirit going through me from my head all the way down to my feet telling me that he loves me and he's cleansing me of my sin, which no one had talked to me about at all. And so basically the gospel was just given to me and the Lord threw me when I was yelling in his face. So so, let's let's relate this, Joan, because we, we, I I am so embarrassed to say that the time, the time clock is, we're fighting against here. So we have a couple minutes left in this segment. Can you believe that? So can, can we, can we have you share how you translate that as you minister to other Jewish people, because a yeah, lot so, may be just okay, so upset I'm go by, by really that. Really fast now that you're telling me that's all the time we have. Okay, <laughs> so so then fast forward many years later, I'm sick for about ten years, really sick with um, debilitating diseases and advanced cancer. Uh, tried everything to get healed, can't. Decided that I'll just die and not do chemo like the doctors are telling me to, and instead uh, I just prayed, um, did Bible study, and God's God healed me over a year and a half of every, I had 75 health conditions of everything and put it on my heart to go to Israel. And that's when I got in and I went for the first time since 1966. And I was just blown away and started talking to everyone there and realized that the, the Israelis were really hungry for the gospel because they didn't, most Jews just do not know that there's prophecy fulfilled like that when the Messiah um, would where he's going to come from Bethlehem, be born of a virgin, and the very day he's going to walk into Jerusalem. So all of those things were, when I share those with people and the healing testimony, they want to know more about my God. And so anyway, this opened up into little by little, I wrote, I made maps of Israel um, for Christians, and then I wrote Israel for the Christian Traveler guidebook, and then I started taking tours to Israel, and then I started a nonprofit for Israel. But what I want to say is that one of the most important things I believe people can do, if you have Jewish friends that do not know Jesus in these times, um, to go check out, if you don't already know about it, One for Israel. It's an online ministry in Israel dedicated to bringing the gospel mm-hmm. to Jews. Yeah. And um, these Jews all over the world, but they do focus on Israel. And they have found that as people are sheltering in place from the pandemic, the gospel in Israel has been put on a pedestal and a peak of 40% more coming to the website. And um, since they have so much time online, they're looking for the purpose of life. And um, this is a crisis causing them to rethink their faith. And so they had about 4.7 million new video views in the last month and peaking at 40% visitors. And they're getting people who wanted to know more about Jesus. So and and the website. The what's the name of the What's the name of the site? Yeah. So it's what it's one for Israel. I just mm. want to say their videos have received now over 115 million views of, mm. of hundreds of testimonies. Um, apologetics. Who is Yeshua? What did he teach? What is the purpose of the Torah? And they do discipleship. So I met Messiah.com. Share scriptures with your Jewish friends about prophecy and send them to I met Messiah.com. 
Israelresource.com. Oh One for Israel. That's the best resources, I believe, that are on the planet today. <laughs> Joan Peace, I, I, you know, we need to spend a few hours together on the radio, you and I, and we do that every once in a while. But uh, we're out of time. But I, I want to tell you how highly I revere you, Joan Peace, uh, author well, of Israel for Christian that. Traveler. <laughs> So everybody go to Israel. It's life-changing as soon as those... Actually, the airports are open now. I love it. I love it. Joan Peace, love you too. And uh, Anita Burton, we're running out of time, so it's time for us to say so long. Joni, we need to spend more time on the air. Shalom as well. Anita, sorry to abbreviate this. It was great to have you as my co-host. And Joni Peace, thank you, my sis. Uh, so my listening okay, friend, more more next week on other stuff. So uh, Anita, yes. Lila, gr- great to have you. Lila Tov, everybody, which means good night. Well, good night <laughs> from Anita and I on Come Together San Diego. Amen. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise.